This episode is brought to you by Dietz and Watson. Uh, Molly, it's time we have the talk about hot dogs. Oh, oh, okay. Well, hey, (laughs) I'm looking for a hot dog that's the real deal, Matthew. Like a classic hot dog that like when you think of like the platonic ideal of a hot dog, Mm -hmm. I recommend Dietz and Watson's Dietz Dogs. Ah, well, I've heard that they're handcrafted and made using only Dietz and Watson premium meat. I can vouch for this because Dietz and Watson sent us a big box of hot dogs and other delights. And wife of the show, Lori, and I had them for dinner last night. We had uh, the classic beef Dietz dogs with uh, toasted buns with sauerkraut and pickled jalapenos and Dietz and Watson ballpark style yellow mustard. Do you think you'd recommend Dietz and Watson hot dogs for fried rice? Oh, yeah. Fried rice with some sliced hot dogs. I'm going to be doing that soon. Wife of the show, Lori, is going to be making the hot dog flour buns from Christina Cho's cookbook, Mooncakes and Milk Bread. Very excited for this. Mm, And I'm especially pleased because Dietz and Watson does things the right way. So this means like no additives, no fillers, no artificial flavors, no cutting corners. You can feel good about this stuff. Dietz and Watson. It's a family thing since 1939. Shop now at Dietz slash the right way. That's Dietz, D-I-E-T-Z, and Watson.com slash the right way. I'm Molly. And I'm Matthew. And this is Spilled Milk, the show where we cook something delicious, eat it all, and you cannot have any. And today we are talking about... Jello cake, or yeah. possibly, uh, I believe Abby wanted us to call the episode Molly Makes Old Cake, or maybe I wanted to call yeah, it that. I think, uh, yeah. You also put old birthday cake, or old cake, or nostalgia cake. Yeah, when I was baking the cake that we're going to be talking about and eating today, it it smelled like nostalgia. Um, I have a story about old cake that just, that just came to mind. And by the way, this is our uh, annual Pledge Drive episode, which means uh, there, there are no ads on this episode other than an ad for us. Yeah, and if you're listening, please don't turn it off. Oh, no, no, of course we're not. The, we're a really fun Pledge Drive. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, no. Our, our pledge drive isn't like other pledge drives. No, it, like Yanni is not going to appear, or, nor John Tesh. You're not going to hear a bunch of phones ringing in the background either, unfortunately. Uh, we could add that as a sound effect. Oh, okay. <laughs> Hello? <laughs> anyway. Yeah, I uh, I heard you guys are a podcast. Okay. And, okay. Okay. Um, that's that's my impression of a person calling in on a pledge drive. We, we don't accept calls, but we do accept money. And uh, you can pledge by going to SpilledMilkPodcast.com slash donate. But we'll tell you much more about that later. First, I'm going to tell a story about old cake. Oh, good. Um, one time, uh, wife of the show, Lori, made a cake and put it in our uh, cake holder, like one of those cake boxes with a top. I've been wanting one of those. Oh, ours is great. I think I think we got it. I think it was put out for free. I don't even remember if it they're, was a... They're made by Tupperware usually, right? It's like well, a Tupperware invention. This one is definitely not a Tupperware. It's a metal item with, with like... Oh, I've noticed it up here on your shelf many box. times. But the interesting thing is it's square. Yes. The cake doesn't have to be square, but the cake box is You know, square. that's a good idea because if if you tried to put a square cake in, in a, a round, round box, box, that wouldn't work. Yes, but you it would can be put like putting... a round cake in a square box. Do you ever feel like a square <laughs> no, cake? I, no, I know. Okay. So, wife of the show, Lori, made a cake. I don't remember what kind. It may have been the spice cake that she used to, with cream cheese frosting that she used to make sometimes mm-hmm. and have, hasn't made in a while. And it's really good. And I should remind her about it. And You, you know, you can make it too. That's true. So we ate some of the cake, and then she put it back in the cake box and put it up on the shelf with the intention of eating more of it later. And then like a week later, she suddenly realized, 
oh no and like looked oh up at the cake God. box and was like i think there's old cake in there and uh, daughter of the show iris who was probably like three at the time was like what is old cake oh <laughs> and God. then and then she got like really scared of the concept of old cake and like for weeks afterwards she kept like looking up nervously <laughs> at the cake box like what if there's old cake wait like when when there's cake in there sh- she you guys keep it up there I don't know why this, not generally speaking, but I don't know why this happened one time. I think probably like I complained that it was like in my way when I was trying to serve dinner or something else. You ruined it all. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Anytime something is ruined around here, it's certainly my fault. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, what's your old cake memory lane? Oh, my gosh. Where do I even begin? Matthew, this cake that we're going to be eating today is it is the keystone of my memory lane oh I don't so think like lanes if you pull it keystones. out your whole memory lane it will just collapse crumbles. yeah that's what a keystone is right yeah it, maybe it's the cornerstone mm. Mm. yeah because a cornerstone isn't the thing that holds it all up it's like the the is it like the first one you place and you put a little plaque on it yeah okay yeah yeah okay um, i think it's i think it's it could be a a cornerstone and a keystone somehow. Perfect. Anyway, so this cake comes from... It's a stone. It's a stone. It's actually... It's a very heavy cake, uh-huh. like a stone. This cake is... Um, hold on. Let me get the cookbook. Okay. So, Matthew, <clears throat> this is a hardcover, spiral-bound book called Superlatives. The oh, best, my God. The best of Oklahoma. Can we please post a photo of the cover of this book because it's amazing? So this book belongs to my mother, Tony Weisenberg, mother of the show. Yes. This cookbook was Hi, put Mom. out by the, by the Junior League of Oklahoma City in 1984. And I feel like, do, are, do we have many listeners out there who don't know what the Junior League is? Is. Well, I've had it explained to me a number of times and then forget every time. Well. It's like local boosters of some kind. No, it's like, okay, so here's what the Junior League of Oklahoma City cookbook says. Okay. The purpose of the but Junior League know. is exclusively educational and charitable and is to promote volunteerism. Okay. To develop the potential of its members for voluntary participation in community affairs and to demonstrate the effectiveness of trained volunteers. Basically, my mom joined the Junior League in Oklahoma City. Just to get at that cake. When she moved to Oklahoma City and was terribly depressed because she'd moved from Baltimore and was like, what have I done with my life? Oh, yeah, for sure. And anyway, she joined the Junior League to meet people. And did she ever? She also got this cookbook. Is this a thing that like people our age just have no equivalent of? Yeah. Because I would love it if there was something like that. Like if I moved to Baltimore... Like, what would I join? Like a fan club for The Wire, a show I've only seen a few episodes of, but that I know takes place in Baltimore? Probably. You'd probably go to, like, The Wire Trivia Nights at your local pub. I'd take The Wire uh, tour where they drive you around on a bus and show you, like, locations from The Wire. Yeah, yeah. And I'd make friends with all of those people who are all tourists and then would go home (laughs) the next day. Uh, Anyway. I mean, I know junior leagues probably still exist. I think they exist in non-coastal cities, I'll be yeah. honest. Or if they exist in coastal cities, it's like among like a very elite, wealthy female population. Yeah. I think I would like go to meetup.com and then look at all the lists and be like, I don't really feel like I'm a part of any of these things. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I knew even as a child that the junior league was not my scene. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, my mom wasn't super active in it by the time I was born. But by God, I grew up with this cookbook, which came out when I was six years old. Okay, can I please try? Oh, my God. The first edition. This is a first edition copy. 20,000 copies in the first printing. Wow. Holy cow. I mean. That's a big print run. Yeah. Like. Whoa, dude. One of, I mean, one of my books did sell that many copies, barely. I used to work for a um, uh, an, a university press, uh-huh. and we regularly would do print runs of like 750 books of yeah. these like scholarly monographs. Yeah, no, certainly none of my books has, has had a first printing of 20,000 copies. Holy cow, this superlatives cookbook is a bestseller by okay. some standards. Can I please talk about Assuming the cover of the book? most of these sold. Yes, please. Okay, so... This looks like a crime scene. No, it doesn't. It absolutely does. This looks like no, somebody took a that... picture of chocolate into their bathroom and <laughs> poured chocolate all over the tile wall of their shower. Which, first of all, is a crime. <laughs> but it looks like, like, I, I feel like there's a body just off the car. So, so it's like no, tiles. Clearly... It's like bathroom tile. Mm-hmm. There's a pitcher. I don't kind know why chocolate would be corner. in a pitcher. And then like this, this sort of like runny like 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 splattery writing, writing that says superlatives in chocolate in chocolate against the tile and then underneath it it says the junior league of oklahoma city right. but if that was title- colored red instead of brown and there was like a corpse lying there it would look for sure like an 80s mystery true. Novel. it does remind me of those christopher pike yes like, it, yes like, it's like a christopher pike yes this looks like a, the cover of a christopher pike thing or like a goosebumps only yes only yeah the superlatives would be written in red yes and, but it's and in instead, the goosebumps font but it, only brown instead of the picture there would be like a drippy knife yes exactly <laughs> Anyway, what I really like is on the title page, it says superlatives, again, in the drippy font, uh-huh. with an ellipsis, like dot, 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 the best of Oklahoma. Yeah. And just to fully date this, I just want everyone who can't see this to notice that, so all these recipes, of course, oh, were- little pizzas. All these recipes were, you know, given by women, members of the Junior League, right? Sure. But it says, like, they're at the bottom of the recipe, it says their name. Like, um, hold on, these are difficult. Wait, to, before you turn the page, can I, can I? There's one woman here who isn't married, yet she's in the junior league. What a oh. scandal. Well, so most of these recipes would say, like, Gwen Selectman Donnell, and then in parentheses, Mrs. Tom. I don't like that. I don't like that either. But, what <laughs> but it, I, is, it is quaint. Uh, but I feel bad for Christy McGrew, who has no man's name after hers. Yes. No, I, I don't feel bad for her. She's living her best life I'm out there. I'm joking. Okay. Okay. Hold um, on. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. What about this one? This this woman's husband, his name is Milo Mike. <laughs> yes. Yeah, Anita Dow Johnson, Mrs. Milo Mike. Uh, but hold on, guys. Uh, what I, I also want to say is that- I think he's Magic Mike. This was so interesting because looking at this the other day, I recognized the names of like- the mothers of a lot of kids I went to school oh, of with, course. like Darlene Parman. Shout out to Scott Parman. Uh-huh. Um, hey, Scott. Also, hey, Laura Shelley, if you're listening. Wait a minute, caviar pie. What is it's? It's one of these things that it definitely does not have caviar in it. It's like a uh, yeah, 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 jar, a jar of caviar. Oh my god, it is caviar pie. Um, <laughs> That's unexpected. It is unexpected. Oh, there's, and there's also Ethel Matthews caviar supreme. Ooh, that actually has black, black caviar. That, I would eat that. 
you would you well, eat it with got, all of the other things in it? in it? It's got gelatin in it. Okay, wait. You, you still you went past an important uh, thing. There's a recipe for Roz's cheese tis- tidbits. Ah, <laughs> 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 uh, anyway, you seen Roz's cheese tidbits. Uh, there are. I have. There are just <laughs> so many recipes in here from the mothers of people I Ooh. grew up with. This oh, one, my God, oh my God. No, 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 no. Wait, can I tell you this name? Because this name is so Oklahoma. And I yes. grew up with hearing my mother say this name. Berta Faye Rex. Oh, wow. Her last name is Rex. Oh, I thought that her was first the name of a name, recipe. No, her first name is Berta Faye. And Berta I remember Faye. hearing my mom talk about like something about like, I think Berta Faye Rex was like one of my mother's Pilates clients. Or what is her recipe? Meatloaf with its own barbecue sauce. Oh, that sounds catchy. Well, it sounds like the barbecue sauce <laughs> just like somehow like exuded from the meatloaf. Is this what you wanted to talk about? It, no, I didn't even notice that. Okay, so Molly's pointing at a recipe called Oklahoma Prairie Fire. The one I noticed was hot shrimp spinach dip. <laughs> oh, what about favorite company casserole? Only make it for your favorite company. Okay, can I can I mention something about a uh, community oh, wait, cookbook? This is wait, hold on. This is very sophisticated. <laughs> Emergency vegetables. This section is called salads slash vegetables slash sauces slash breads compatibles. So that just means like side dishes, I guess. Compatibles. Yeah. I mean, I think I feel like I would be compatible with a lot of these. Hold on, I want to see if moms. my mom gave a recipe to this. I think there's in the beginning. There's a l- well. Here's the cookbook committee. Oh boy, let me see. Oh, okay, yeah, Berta, well, Berta Faye Rex was the etc. editor. Oh, good. What does that mean? I don't know. Okay. I mean, I feel like that would be a title that would be given to me if I said I was going to do something and then did not contribute in any way. I distinctly. So here's this page where it it thanks all the volunteers who worked on this cookbook. And I distinctly remember as like a preteen when I was like starting to have crushes. I remember looking at the list of of women's names in here and noting the ones who were like related to the boys I had crushes on. Yeah. Like um, Dorothy Yoakum. I'm pretty sure she was related to Kohler Yoakum. I think there's a good chance you're right about that. <laughs> but are they related to Dwight Yoakum, country oh, legend? Oh, I don't know, actually. So I know we haven't talked about your cake yet, but I just want to mention while we're talking about community cookbooks that um, wife of the show, Lori, gave me um, her family's recipe for lemon jello cake. Mm, which is a classic. It, it is. It's delicious. And it is from the Harvest of Good Eating from the United Methodist Women of Lompoc. California. Lompoc. Lompoc, California is uh, is Lori's, one of Lori's ancestral homelands. I've been there a number of times. I've never heard anyone use the term ancestral homeland for a place in the United States. Well, I mean, I was using it sort of facetiously, but it's kind of true. Yeah. I mean, okay. her um, her grandparents <laughs> lived there for their entire lives, pretty much. German funny pancakes. Well, this res- this episode is just going to consist of Molly pointing to funny recipe titles and making me say them. Ooh, nectarine magic. <laughs> oh. Ooh. <laughs> really wild rice. Okay, wait, wait, wait. I'm sorry. No, no, no. Don't tr- do not turn the page until we figure out what makes the really wild rice really wild. Well, it's got three quarters of a cup of butter. Got, oh my god! It's wow, got a water stick and a chestnuts. Half. Ooh. It's got a ca- canned mushrooms. It sounds pretty wild. (laughs) So we are coming up on nine years of spilled milk. When we started this show, we did not know anything about podcasting. And we had spoken to each other like maybe four times 
ever. Yeah, we we met at that at that awkward chocolate party. Yeah, when, when we were both a part of a of an online food forum. Uh, then we <laughs> we ran into each other at Victrola Coffee Place. I've never told you this, but I once saw oh, no. you, I once saw you and Lori and Baby Iris in like a Baby Bjorn at the U District Farmers we, Market. All three of us were in a Baby but, Bjorn. <laughs> so cute. But I didn't talk to you. Oh, because you were. I thought you were too cool. <laughs> I mean, can I argue? Yes. <laughs> anyway, yeah. So we, we had never really talked to each other. We just had talked about about each other no, with we were other frankly people. Frankly, scared of each other. <laughs> we were actually scared of each other. But now, look at us. Sometimes we even talk to each other between episodes. Yeah, which, if you think about it, is a, is kind of a waste. It's true. It's like if we were crane operators, and uh, on our day off, we went to Chuck E. Cheese to to catch stuffed animals in the claw game. <laughs> Do you think that being a crane operator actually makes like the claw game any easier for you? Oh, that's a really good question. Maybe some crane think, operators yeah. can 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 call in. Yeah, if you're if you're a crane operating listener, if you listen to the show in your crane <laughs> on the way to work, <laughs> um, I guess probably the crane is is like at work when you get there. I don't know much about the real world. Anyway, we do know a few things about Spilled Milk. Yes. And that is that Spilled Milk is a totally independent comedy show. What does that mean, Matthew? Uh, we are not part of any podcast network. We are not owned by any corporation or company of any kind. And our entire operation consists of Molly, producer Abby, and me. Yep. And we work out of Matthew's dining room, which gets super awkward w- when he wants to start cooking dinner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Molly's just sitting here in front of the microphone, just <laughs> chattering away. Yeah. But sometimes there's old cake lying around. So that's Oh, that's good. true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Thanks, anyway. for, thanks for bringing <clears throat> cake. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, so, you know, listeners, this is our fall pledge drive episode. And if you've been listening since last fall, because we only do one pledge drive a year. Yeah. You know what this means. We are going to ask you for... Cold, hard cash. Mm -hmm. Or as some call it, money. Money. And we're making it really simple this year because the last thing we want to do is waste your time with something other than the usual drivel on our podcast. (laughs) Yes. So here's how this works. Uh, You're going to go to spilledmilkpodcast.com slash donate, and you can sign up for one of three monthly subscription levels. Mm -hmm. So for $5 a month, you can have a Little Limber Twig subscription. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. This entitles you to a handwritten postcard from us, plus you get added to the elite subscriber-only mailing list that is written by Matthew. Yep. And you get twice a year a bonus episode uh, that is recorded recorded by us and never appears on the regular episode feed. It's just for you. Mm-hmm. And bonus episodes are consist of mostly like weird shit that we wanted to talk about that, but that didn't fit our usual format of talking about a food thing. Yeah, like one time we made producer Abby watch the 1992 movie Singles with us and we did a bonus episode about it. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was the time we went to a nude beach together and brought our tape recorder. We, we also went to a nude beach together last weekend, which is one of the weird things we do when we talk to each other between episodes. True. Mm-hmm. And one time we just did an episode about hot fudge, which was like a normal episode, but you have to be a subscriber to get but, it. But wait, hold on. But if someone just starts subscribing like this fall, do, do they, can they listen to those old bonus episodes? Yes. They get all 15 of the existing bonus episodes plus any new ones that we do, including the uh, the one that we're doing this fall, which is going to be about where we take a personality, a bunch of personality tests. Mm-hmm. We'll tell you more about that in a minute. Yes. And all of those bonus episodes are ad free it's like literally hours and hours of uncensored goof offs ew that's gross <laughs> wait I, that came out weird 
Okay. Uh, but for $10 a month, which is the next level up, you can become a Magnum Bonum sustaining member. Yep. For that, you get, so you, you get the same stuff, the postcard, the mailing list, which I should say, Matthew does such a good job writing these mailing list emails. When I get one in my inbox, I am genuinely excited to read it. And I usually text him afterwards with like some sort of heartfelt text about what a good co-host he is because they're so so good. good. They're so funny. Yeah. And I haven't haven't done one in a little while because... like they're, it's kind of scary to have, like sit down and feel like okay I have to be funny for like the next several paragraphs. Yeah, so you get the postcard, you get the mailing list, you get the bonus episodes. Plus, at the Magnum Bonum sustaining member ten dollar a month level, you get a spilled milk tote bag, t shirt, or mug. You choose. Yeah, and we redid the merchandise last year, and uh, they are now emblazoned with some of our best closing taglines from past did, episodes. Did you just say emblazoned? Hell yeah, I did. <laughs> Um, and uh, I want to make clear as we as we go here, even though we're talking like U.S. dollars here, you do not have to live in the U.S. or have a U.S. address or credit card to sign up. Anyone anywhere in the world with a working debit or credit card can jump on in. And finally, for $20 a month, you can be known far and wide as a Glycine Max super member. Mm-hmm. Molly, so you- Molly came up with most or all of these uh, subscriber level names. I just want to give her credit. Yeah, the first two refer to apple varieties. And the third one is the scientific name for soybeans. I thought it was lima beans. I think it's soybeans. Oh, okay. Anyway... At the Glycine Max Super Member level, $20 a month, you get all the stuff from the other levels, plus, check this out, a hand-picked snack box with some of our favorite non-perishable junk foods. You get it delivered to your house. Do you get it delivered to your house personally by us? No. No. Anyway, last year, we went to Japan to pick out the stuff for Glycine Max This is true. Mm -hmm. And this year, who knows where we'll go? Yeah, probably across town. Yeah, possibly Ballard. Yeah. Matthew... Why should people support Spilled Milk? Because we're here for you every week. Uh, we we do the show consistently. We never miss a week. We do half an hour of lighthearted, inclusive comedy uh, that uh, I was going to say that the whole family can enjoy, but that's probably not correct. Although uh, one of our listeners did say, and I'm going to quote, uh-huh. the chemistry between you two is palpable and perfectly complimentary. Thank you for creating a podcast that is informative, fun, and always worth a listen. Oh, thank you, listener. Yeah. Yeah, our favorite thing to hear from listeners uh, is that the show helps them get through a tough time. We've had listeners tell us that they binged on spilled milk while recovering from surgery, um, going through a really bad breakup, or, or just... Just as a way to check out once a week from all this, the hellscape of, of 2018. Yeah. I mean, we're great on road trips, I hear. Uh, yeah, I'm great on a road trip. Flights. Yeah. Yeah, Molly is great on... That's that's where the show was born, when Molly and I took a road trip that's together. That's true. And I should also say that this show gets us through tough times. I mean, the only reason that I got out of bed this morning w- was to eat cake with you before 10 a.m. Yes, and I got up knowing that Molly was going to be bringing cake over, and I had to walk all the way to the dining room to get it. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, if spilled milk means something to you, and it means something to me, I should say. Yes, I'm glad you support the show, Molly. <laughs> yeah, well, we're asking you to support the show. Your contributions pay for producer Abby's salary. They pay for our ingredients and our equipment, and they also pay for our time. Yeah, there's no way we could do the show weekly without 
the support of you, the subscribers. Yeah. Making this show is our job. It is. Uh, we've said it before. We will say it again. It, this is the best job we've ever had. Oh, for sure. And getting being able to get paid directly by the people who enjoy it, like with no intermediary, is an incredible privilege. That's, it truly I'm, is. I'm being real for a minute here. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so one one more important thing. <laughs> oh, no. So Molly has a do, do we not want to talk about the no, fact no, that no, okay. let's talk about it. All right. Molly has a big birthday coming up. Mm-hmm. Uh, she is turning 40 soon. Mm-hmm. And I refuse to turn 40 until <laughs> we get 40 new or upgrading subscribers. Yeah, we're calling this 40 for 40. <laughs> that's that's already a thing, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. So uh, if we do hit 40 new or upgrading subscribers, and you can check on our progress by going to spilledmilkpodcast.com slash donate, mm-hmm. the same place that you go to become a subscriber. Uh, if we hit 40, two things will happen. Molly will agree to age another year. Yep. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and uh, we'll light up 40 candles. Yep. Uh, and we will post a new bonus episode on which we took a battery of a personality test to try and improve our relationship. Yeah, yeah. Like the, the Enneagram. Am I pronouncing that right? I think that's right. Uh, five love languages and the psychopath test. Yeah, which, which host is a psychopath? The answer may surprise you. Yeah, unless you become a subscriber, you will never know. Yeah, which, I mean, and we're not necessarily asking you to send your money to a psychopath but i mean probably not but probably not but i don't yeah. know yeah you'll have to wait and see the link again is spilledmilkpodcast.com slash donate thank you so much for supporting the show uh whether you're in a position to donate right now or not uh, we love having you as a listener thank you so much do you want to talk about cake at any point on this episode? We don't have to. It's our show. We can do whatever we want. True. Okay, but anyway, let's so, just let's just so have a segment on. where you just like flip through the book. <laughs> oh, Christmas pretzel salad. Oh, <laughs> I, is it red and green? I don't want to know. Um, I don't want to think about pretzel salad. Okay, but anyway, Ooh, quail in wine. That sounds so sophisticated. Oh my god! Here's a recipe for quote wild duck, and it says underneath there yields one duck per person. What? What? No one wants to eat an entire duck. <laughs> I mean, oh my god, but look what's below it. Bar- <laughs> barbecued dove. Well, that's not. Oh there's god, no do, symbolism there. Do people eat dove? Well, I mean, yes, in the sense that a pigeon is a kind of dove and people eat pigeon. It's delicious. It. Okay, here are the ingredients for barbecued dove in its entirety. Dove, salt, pepper, cayenne, Woody's concentrated cooking sauce, bacon, and toothpicks. And I think you just kind of stir all those things together and serve. Now, season dove to taste and marinate in Woody's cooking sauce several hours. Wrap in bacon, securing with toothpicks, and charcoal about 10 to 15 minutes to prefer doneness. And this is from Sandy Simon Childress. 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 Mrs. Bob. (laughs) Well, Sandy Sandy Simon Childress also contributed quail in wine. She is a fancy lady. Wow. Okay. So anyway, my mom. Where did. My mom did not. I guess you have to shoot the dove, right? (laughs) They're I not going to have it down. You're not going to get Dove down at Cassidy Square. So I think Square. that Bob, Bob Childress. Or that, or that was, supermarket that had the carpets. Uh, that was Crescent Market. Crescent Market. Uh, so Sandy Childress, married to, she's Mrs. Bob. Mm-hmm. I think Mr. Bob. <laughs> yes. He used to go hunting. 
Oh, and bring back the quails, the doves. The doves, yeah. No, but she had, she had quail also. <laughs> but I love the but not the duck. I love that it just said dove. Dove, yeah. <laughs> dove and done. Anyway, um, okay. So when I was a kid, my mother uh, for for a few years in a row. Yeah, for for the listeners, we are still on memory lane. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for a few years in a row, my mother made me this cake from the superlatives cookbook as a birthday cake. The cake is called raspberries and cream cheese cake. Mm-hmm. It was given to the cookbook by Charlene Wagner, Mrs. Taylor D. Okay. And um, it is, it, here's the, here's the, uh, the list of ingredients. One box white cake mix, half of a three ounce box of raspberry jello, and one 10 ounce package of frozen raspberries drained. And, and two doves. And then- <laughs> And a partridge. <laughs> <laughs> Etc. The frosting is butter, cream cheese, powdered sugar, an entire pound of powdered sugar. Yes. The other half of the box of raspberry jello and some vanilla extract. So anyway, the cake is is flavored with jello powder mm-hmm. and also with these frozen raspberries. Um, anyway, my mom used to make this for my birthday at least two or three years. And one year, my childhood dog, Sasha got up on her, like stood up on her hind legs and ate one of the cake layers as it was cooling on the kitchen counter. I remember my mother screaming at the dog. Oh, Sasha. And um, in fact, when I texted my mom the other day to tell her that the cakes were out of the oven and that it smelled like nostalgia, she just wrote back, good thing Sasha isn't around. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um, so, so this cake... Yeah, it, it was so well-loved that you can see that the cookbook is splattered. Oh, it is. With, with like, with hard, blood, hardened, like the cover. hardened icing splatters. Oh, I see that. Mm-hmm. And my mom also wanted me to point out... I don't think we could say for sure that that's hardened icing until we do the DNA test. My mom also wanted to point out that when she opened the book to this page, that there was a little piece of like a, like a blank uh, notepad page... And the I love this. And the notepad, this is so 80s, had a little illustration of a woman, I don't know, wearing a lot of brightly colored clothing and holding a sign that said, high maintenance. We'll post a picture of that. Do you want to take a picture of the inside of the cookbook? Uh, yeah, but only for the, the uh, case file. Oh, yeah. So do you, should we cut into this cake? And yes, then, please. Then we'll I talk just about... realized I'm really hungry. Okay, great. <laughs> Look at how moist this looks. Thank you, Jello. So, uh, so anyway, I have not had this cake in years. It smells like it should. Mmm. That is like, so sweet. <laughs> so sweet. I think my my teeth are going to start chattering. Mmm. Oh my god! But it tastes like my childhood, Matthew. Oh, it's so good. Oh, I really like this. Mm-hmm. I remember eating this cake until I felt sick. Yeah. I mean, I love anything with cream cheese frosting. Does it bother us that it's a little bit gritty? Nah, I'm fine with it. Where does that come from? Mm, mm. Probably the um, jello powder in the cream cheese frosting. Yeah. Oh, I'm my fine God. with it. Uh, I mean, but if when you eat jello powder, like, do your insides gel? Mm-hmm. Okay. It's going to be cool. Okay. Sorry. Great. I've been looking forward to that my okay. whole life. So basically, I spent a while this morning. Trying to understand why people ever started putting dry jello, like to be clear, the powder, yes, from a box into cakes. Okay, Ooh, the best I could find is that this was like a cheap and easy way to change the flavor of, of a 
basic cake mix. And cheap and easy is our middle name. Yeah. Basically, you could add any flavor of Jello to white cake mix or yellow cake mix and and change the flavor of it. This is also, you know, as evidenced by Lori's family recipe, a uh, a very common thing to do with a lemon cake is to use lemon Jello powder in yes, it. Yes, well. although hers is not doesn't put the powder in the cake. It's a poke cake. Oh, it's a poke. So, We're going to talk about that in a great. second. We're going to talk about that in a second. Okay. So basically, this this is similar to adding pudding mix. The idea is that it makes your cake moist, but also it it adds flavor and color. So you don't have to use like. And this cake has all those things: moistness, coloring. flavor, and color. This this cake is a. I mean, you don't have to use food coloring in the sense that they already put food coloring in the Jello mix. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So poking around on a website called ChefTalk.com, I found someone who reported, and I quote. I watched a documentary on the history of advertising and they studied the case of, I think it was Duncan Hines, whichever one did the pudding in the mix campaign. I think that was Pillsbury. Okay. And a cake mix was marketed with a pack of pudding mix. It was basically the same cake, same formula, reconfigured to give the illusion of pudding. The illusion. <laughs> the illusion of pudding. <laughs> the illusion of moist, creamy, etc. like pudding. It was a load of BS that increased their sales by something like 200%. I think basically like companies that were making cake mix and that were making jello and 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 pudding mix were like, hey, let's put these two together, sell twice as much. I mean, I think our show kind of does the illusion of pudding in the sense of like <laughs> when we when we talk about pudding, we eat it all and you can't have any, and it's like it was an illusion all along. So then I was poking around on cakecentral.com, which has a lot of forums. I mean, that is a great marketing idea, right? Because I love like when you I, I don't think I've done the pudding in the mix cake mix in a very long time, but like the brownies where you like squirt a little packet of fudge. Yeah, I don't like that. Oh, I love that. Yeah, no, no. I don't yeah. want I don't want to squirt the fudge. Why? <laughs> because it's just too weird. It's like it's like the 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 frozen toaster strudel. I don't want to squirt that weird ass semen looking frosting onto my toaster strudel. I I I want to do all those things. <laughs> I, I think I think you just need to learn to relax and have fun. <laughs> anyway, while looking um, on a, uh, a, a thread on CakeCentral.com, where someone <laughs> the thread is CakeCentral.com slash forum slash a bunch of numbers slash Can I use Jello in a cake mix? Everyone yep. says yes. Okay, good. Except someone calling himself Mench. Who's you can't really see it here, but his icon is um, a ripped guy with long hair and big pecs. Okay, he says, "What a mensch!" Y- y'all are kidding, right? Well, but y'all are kidding in the sense that everyone knows you can do that, or no, or y'all are the, kidding like you should not do that. You should not do that. And the best part is that then these other people were replying to him, going, "No, we're not kidding. Are you vegan? Is that why you don't want to put Jello in cake?" And did mensch reply? No. So I see. But I'm like, I'm like, really? You think that he's saying that because he's vegan? Well, but I mean, this thread was from 2009. So um, if if he jumps back in to like answer the question, <laughs> could you could you keep an eye on this thread and, and bring us up to date mm-hmm. as events warrant? Mm-hmm. Okay, thanks. So anyway, there's also a recipe on the craft website mm-hmm. for rainbow cake that you make with white cake mix and a bunch of different flavors of Jello. And the jello is how you get the rainbow colors into your oh, cake. Oh, that sounds muddy. No, 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 no. You're making different layers. Oh, okay. Each layer is a different that color. That sounds like a lot of work. So this type of cake that we're talking about here should not be confused with a jello poke cake or okay. a gelatin poke cake. So you mentioned that Lori's cake is a poke cake. Yes. Yeah, so you like make the cake 
and then you poke it with a fork a bunch of times, and then you pour, like, je- I think in this case it's like Jello whipped with cream, maybe? I have the recipe here. Hang on. No, it's usually just je- Jello. Uh, you just pour liquid Jello over a cake that let's you've see. baked and then poked. Um. Oh wait, no. This one does have. Oh, I'm sorry. No, I completely lied about this. You don't. You don't pour the Jello over. The Jello does go into the cake, and then you you pour like lemon glaze over after poking it. Okay. So whatever. If I said you pour Jello over the cake, you don't do that. Anyway, yeah. No, people do that all the time, though. That is, if you Google, um. if you Google Jello cake, most of the time, what you will find is either a poke cake where you make like a a white cake. You poke it and then you pour a jello, like a liquid jello over it. And it's just been dissolved in water. Yes. Okay. And so what you wind up with is like a like a cake that is uh like vertically striped. Because you can see the like streaks of jello going oh, down through the white cake. That's cool. It is kind of cool. And people say it's like really moist and tasty or whatever. Weird. Or you can also find... Wait, people say it's weird or you think this I, is weird? I think it's weird. I think you sound kind of like Mensch. I think I do too. Y'all are kidding, right? <laughs> anyway. I mean, you, you, did, you did show up like completely. Your core was blasted. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, so what was I going to say? Oh, the other type of jello cake you will find if you Google jello cake is basically a cake that has a layer of jello on top of it. Oh, like, like actual gelled jello. I don't feel good about that. Mm, I don't really get it. It seems texturally very wrong to me. But I love the cake you made. Like, this is probably my favorite cake. Are you shitting me? Well, as you know, I don't really like cake. But this, this like, doesn't have the things about cake that turn me off, like, it when it seems kind of, like, dry or insubstantial or flavorless. This this has, like, it's got the moistness. It's got did the it, flavor. Did it bother you that the frosting was a little gritty? Just like when you asked me that last time, it still doesn't bother <laughs> me. <laughs> no, that's reasonable. It could have started bothering Do we think that this tasted like raspberries? I mean, it did have a mm. whole package of defrosted frozen raspberries yeah, in it. Yeah, for sure. I think it would be much less good without those raspberries. Um, I wouldn't change a thing, so yeah. Oh, my God. So you are you going to start making the raspberries and cream? What is it called? I mean, raspberry and cream cheesecake uh, for I mean, your your family holiday birthdays things. Well, I, I first I'm gonna get, have to get my hands on a copy of what's it called? Indulgences, S- superlatives? Super- superlatives, superlatives, superlatives. The best of Oklahoma. First, I'm gonna make uh, Roz's cheesy bits. <laughs> then I'm gonna then I'm gonna catch a dove. Are you gonna make barbecued dove? I'm gonna make. Well, I'm gonna catch a dove, and then uh, there I'm gonna do some illusions with the dove, like you know, take it out of my trench coat and make it disappear and stuff. You know, you. I bet you you could learn a lot from watching episodes of Arrested Development. Mm-hmm. Job, you know, he's a musician. Yeah, uh, he's a musician. Yeah, <laughs> musician. Um, when I was a kid, <laughs> this really happened. This is this is like a a cliche, like kids say the darndest type of thing. But I remember actually saying this. Um, my my mom told me that that, uh, that my dad was a musician, and I said, "When is he going to show me some of his tricks?" <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great! Mm-hmm. I like it. Ooh, lose Ibby's banana punch. Lose flips. Lose flips. What is that? Oh boy, percolator punch. Does that have coffee in it? Oh my God, I wonder. Do you make it in a percolator? We'll never know. Yeah, so I <gasps> I think I would make this. Combine okay. pineapple juice, cranberry juice, water, and brown sugar in a 30-cup percolator. 
place what? cloves, oh, cinnamon like a- sticks, and salt in basket. Assemble plug-in and perk. Serve piping hot. So that's just like one of those big metal dispenser type things that you see on a table at won't a you potluck. Like, won't you like ruin a percolator if you run pineapple juice through? <laughs> well, I don't. I don't know if if that if the thing she's talking about actually percolates or is just like a thing for keeping liquids warm. But I don't know. I didn't invent the seaside salad. Chicken pasta charmer. <laughs> this this book is a treasure. Look, my mom actually made the Chinese chicken salad. I think everybody made that in the 80s, yeah. right? Okay, so Artichokes Langford. <laughs> anyway. Ooh, low calorie baked o- okra. You can find Oh god. <laughs> low calorie baked okra. I think you just found the nadir of civilization. <laughs> and I'm not an okra hater. I just... No, I love okra. Yeah. Oh, I used to make this... This is my handwriting as a child. <laughs> Big Daddy's Chocolate Chip Cookies. From... Wait, wait, wait. From Becky Brown Johnston. Mrs. Mrs. Brad. Brad. Mary Robido. Becky and Brad Brown gave, Johnston. Gave her food processor lemon wafers. Oh, Choosy Mother's Peanut Butter Cookies. I remember oh, looking at this. But it Jif? doesn't call for Jif. Oh, uh, you can find us online at spilledmilkpodcast.com. <laughs> were we done with cake? I guess so, but I'm having too much fun. No, it's okay. You can keep interjecting. And on Facebook at facebook.com slash spilledmilkpodcast. You know, what was the what was the cake of your youth, right? Do, do you have one of these community cookbooks? Am I using the right term? Should I be calling it a community cookbook? I guess so. I can't, I mean, because it's not just Junior League, although they're particularly known for it. What do you think would happen if we sent... Oh, Oh, I looks, have wondered this so many times. Yeah, so explain it, what you mean. Well, so at the back they've got these um, these little postcard type things where you can um, request copies of superlatives. Uh, the price is seventeen fifty for mail order, which includes that seems like a lot. Which includes all charges for postage, handling, and applicable sales tax. When was this published? 1984. Yeah, that seems like quite a bit of money. And you send this off, and you're supposed to write on the back, please list any stores in your area where you would like to have copies of superlatives available to you. Oh, what, I could, yeah. What happens if we send this in now? Like, who do you think owns P.O. Box 21418 in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, 73156? Okay, but I, I assume the Junior League of Oklahoma City still exists, I, I assume and they so might too. maintain and, the know, same there, post office box. There are probably box. a bunch of women who I went to school with who are in it. I think you should send it in and see what happens. I, I'm, I'm for real. I mean, you would have to, like, mangle the book. But I don't want to, Matthew. Oh, but you'd have to send in the money. I would have to send in the money, and I haven't budgeted for it in YNAB this month. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, this episode is not brought to you by uh, youneedabudget.com, but it very well should be. Yeah, we really like it here. This is so our new much. cult. Yeah. <clears throat> okay, so uh, anyway, yeah, so you can you know, you know can find us in those places, Matthew yes. mentioned. Uh, yeah, if you have a, a favorite uh, community cookbook or cake of your youth, or if you have some budgeting software that you're really into, let us know on our, <laughs> on our Facebook page or on our website. And what do you think about this frosting being a little bit gritty? <laughs> G- good question. Very good question. Let's get, let's, uh, let's put this under the, uh, the scanning tunneling electron microscope and see if we can see those those little uh, nodules and see what whether it's sugar or jello or what. I think it's jello because the sugar was powdered sugar. Oh, okay. Yeah. Does the does jello have sugar in it? It does, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah, cuz they sell sugar-free jello. Right. Which, oh my god, PSA everyone. PS, I love you. The little like medallion on the front of the jello box that says sugar-free. <laughs> okay. It it 
it just doesn't stand out that much. Oh. It would be very easy to go and try to buy Jello and accidentally buy sugar-free They Jell-O. should make it more like a Newberry metal. Yeah, they should make it like uh, actually metallic and re- embossed. Yes. They should make it out <laughs> yeah. of real gold. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and you can find us on Instagram at Spilled Milk Podcast, uh, on all of your favorite podcasting platforms where we would love it if you would give, leave us a review. Our producer is Abby Circatella. Uh, that donation link, one more time, to become a subscriber is spilledmilkpodcast.com slash donate. And until next time, thank you for listening to Spilled Milk. Superlatives, by definition, describes those things of the highest quality. To us, it is synonymous with our city, our junior league, our cookbook, and spilled milk. I'm Matthew Amster-Burton. And I'm Molly Weisenberg. A little more for me, please. Yeah, it's gonna be good. It's I believe in Mrs. Mrs. Bob. Is she the cake one? No, this was Charlene Wagner, Mrs. Taylor. Mrs. Taylor Kitch, right.